definitely not the starters. You're on the End of the Bench podcast from 100.7 The Score. I'm Mike Hebert, owner of Cantex Roofing and Construction. Every day is game day, and we'll get it right when it comes to your roofing, construction, windows, and mirrors. Call Cantex Roofing and Construction today. Together, we are one serving you. Good Friday morning, everybody, and welcome into the First United Bank Studios here in icy Lubbock, Texas. We are the end of the bench, coming your way all the way until noon. It is travel day for Red Raider basketball, as we will be getting on a plane later on this afternoon to head down to Austin to try to whip the Longhorns tomorrow. Hacks Collier and Lucas edition of the program. Lucas White in the yellow beanie behind the glass, pushing all the buttons for us today and uh, trying to keep us in line, which will be difficult. David, you and I both avoided uh, accidents. Congratulations to us as we were... uh, able to guide our vehicles through the icy landscape what's up man kudos to us for actually leaving early too that that it could have been an issue mm-hmm. got stuck in the traffic uh if anybody was dealing with marcia sharp this morning they're more than aware of that flyover that always uh is a, a sticky situation whenever we have weather like this if there's going to be ice it's going to be there and the worst yes it was a pretty impressive uh layer of ice out on the car this morning too I need a three-car garage like Woodman or a four-car you know garage. Who, uh, you know who helped me out this morning? Lauren Motter. Really? Yep. With their tweet alerts. Saying, hey, it's icy. Get going early. I'll, I'll tell her thanks. Tell whenever her. Right. She's, when listening. I get... She's listening. <laughs> What's up, Lauren? Uh, we had our uh, first Red Raider basketball with Grant McCaslin last night. We uh, have Drew Steffi in the transfer portal. That news coming last night. Um... Uh, obviously NFL coming up. We're going to pick games at 11 o'clock. It's not going to be tiny wheel pick games because that's over for now. That's been put on hold. The tiny wheel will make its return. Just not sure when, but we are still going to pick some games because there's a lot going on with college basketball. Um, the college football playoff coming up on Monday. And then uh, of course, lady Raider and red Raider basketball. What's got your interest this morning? Uh, the, I guess uh, one of the things is the movement in the transfer portal. I mean, you you mentioned uh, some things there, but uh, David, or I'm sorry, um, Will Howard going to Ohio State, which is uh, somewhat interesting to me. I, I I thought Will Howard was a very good quarterback for a Kansas State offense. Uh, Will Howard was also obviously replaced. They decided to go with the future there, but he didn't seem like an Ohio State quarterback to me. Of course, he didn't seem like a USC. All of the schools that they mentioned with Will Howard, and maybe that's just me being naive to how good he is, but that was interesting to me. Uh, Another quarterback getting a seventh year of eligibility and could potentially uh, play against his former team at some point next year if he's still the starting quarterback at that point and won Alan Bowman. I find that interesting, and I think I have a question kind of off of that later today. Uh, during the show, is, what were your thoughts on the return of Alan Bowman for back foot Bowman? Back foot, back, 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 back again, Bowman. Uh, my son and I sometimes have uh, imitate Alan Bowman throws in the in the front yard, and it's really hard to do. Be, I don't know how anybody throws in reverse, but he's got it mastered. Where you, you look at all these quarterbacks, and everybody's you know taught to drive through and. 
you know, drive your hips and get your shoulders squared and throw it. And he's good, like in reverse and and throwing some lasers. I I tell you, just personally, I was thrilled. I um, when Alan was here, he would go out of his way to come down and say hello to Level and I. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, dap us up, give us you know the you know the hug or whatever and and was always and I, hey that stuff resonates with me and then yeah the one of the weirdest things i've ever ever experienced was being in stillwater last year for texas tech and oklahoma state basketball and having him come down in an osu jacket and do the same thing and it was just weird um but now his experience and everything that he brings to the table my son's like no no we can't have more any bone and i was like yeah yeah he's got I understand, but you know, Brandon Whedon, I think was 25, yeah, 26 when he did what he did, um, back in 2011. So, uh, it, it shouldn't happen. This guy shouldn't be playing college football, in my opinion, mm-hmm. at this point. Yeah. Seven years is enough. Six years is enough. Five years are enough. But with the way the rules are currently structured, I'm glad he's coming back. You know what, I, I, I said this in the uh, office yesterday whenever he came back, and he doesn't qualify for this, but given the fact that so many years are get, every players are getting these extra years of eligibility, I think, and and being rewarded for transferring, this is the, his third school. If you, if you go to three schools, you shouldn't get seven years, no matter what happens during the whole situation. I know what he went through in 2019. Sure, we all do. Yeah. Um, but I say you reward the kids that stay somewhere since all of these kids are getting extra years of eligibility, COVID years and all that stuff, which will be going away, thankfully, here in the near future, how about if you stay at a school for four years, you get a bonus year of eligibility. You get a fifth year. Because a lot of those guys aren't going to be professionals Slam anyway. idea. You get an extra year of eligibility if you stay at one school your entire And that's an extra year of the NIL perks. Yeah, exactly. You get all of that stuff. The free stuff. education. You can. It helps you get, uh, get your graduate degree. I mean, which he already has. Oh, I know. Yes, he. Yeah, I think he, he could got be his, a doctor. I mean, he's got. He's got unbel- Now uh, he wouldn't qualify for it. I'm saying. I'm saying the person that stays. No, I know. No, no, at, no yeah. I know. I, yeah. I, I'm saying he's. Already, he got his grad degree from Michigan. Yeah. I mean, this is just crazy, and he knows he's never going to play in the NFL. But now he's putting to put himself in a position where there's 19 returning starters. Everybody yeah. on the offensive line, Ollie Gordon. Owens, uh, I mean, this is a crazy, Colin Oliver, it's a crazy amount of people that are coming back. And so, yeah, he's going to be in a good position. Yeah, he's probably going to have success because he's going to have Presley to throw to and all these guys. So, uh, are we underrating Big 12 quarterbacks? Because if Will Howard can be passed by, especially in Lubbock, Texas that day, yeah, by a true freshman guy that basically just runs the ball, if he can be passed by on on any given Saturday at a good program like Kansas State and then find himself in the transfer portal heading to Ohio State with, I'm sure, all kinds of guarantees, are we undervaluing Big 12 quarterbacks? Some of them, maybe. But it's the next best thing for a guy like Kansas State. I mean, if you you don't go, it's the same thing with, I don't want to say the school because then people are going to get mad. It's the same thing with them. They had a pretty good quarterback. They sent him packing because they have a freshman they were afraid 
would get into the portal if he didn't start right away. Arnold. Avery, yeah, Avery Johnson probably would have done the same thing, especially the, with the success he had this year. What you're telling me? I did all this stuff. I went down to Lubbock and ran all over those guys, and now you're going to tell me that. Will Howard's going to start over and, me? And that was a coach's decision. Yeah. That's not Will Howard dinged up or he's got a hammy or he's sick. He was fine. Yeah. And that day, he got passed up on the depth chart by the true freshman, Avery, who you're, you're talking about. Yeah. And then, okay, now you're the starting quarterback at Ohio State. It's crazy. Well, we'll come back. I, I got more thoughts on this as far as comparisons and maybe the way that we look at quarterbacks in this league. It all goes back to 2008. I'll tell you that. We'll give you some headlines when we come back right after this. Someone heard point seven score. Definitely not the starters. You're on the end of the bench podcast from 100.7 the score. Wes is playing games with me right now on the. Uh, on the phone. Oh, he is. He is. Yeah. Because um, he hates the fact that I have an Android. So it says, like this if you get it. And, you know, can't do that. So, well, you, you can know. put a little thumbs up. I just did like with an exclamation point. Time for the headlines here on <laughs> 100.7 The Score. Tonight we've got Friendship Girls at San Angelo on Double T 973. 6.30 we get the Liberty Double Hutter, and that'll be at Abernathy. That's on 107.7 Yes FM and Illinois at Purdue. Big 10 basketball right here on 100.7 The Score. Tomorrow, Lady Raiders will uh, take the airwaves on 107.7 Yes FM at 1.30 as Texas Tech hosts Kansas. Uh, feels like a game they should win. I don't want to say have to win, but probably do have to win. Do have to win maybe more so for the fact that you don't want to start or 0-2 at home. I know they're 1-1 in Big 12 play. You don't want to lose your first two uh, Big 12 games at home because they got two on the road next week. They're heading heading north to Oklahoma to take on the Cowgirls and the Sooners. And, uh, yeah, that, that would not be ideal. Just, just knowing. I, I know it's the whole thing that we talk about all the time, but not being able to take care of business at home against yeah. the teams you should win against. And Kansas under 500, you ought to take care of this. Yeah. But we'll see if they do, and it'll be a, a 2 o'clock ball in the air situation. So, really, you got a great chance to immerse yourself in Texas Tech hoops tomorrow because the Lady Raiders at 2, you can watch that at the USA and then listen to us and watch. We'll have behind the mic set up a bunch of ways you can watch and or listen, but you can certainly listen on Double T 97.3 tomorrow. Texas Tech and Texas, myself and Jesus Arenas will be on the air for the 7 o'clock tip at 6 o'clock. Some scores from last night in college basketball. It was uh, James Madison winning uh, over Louisiana, 68-61. Memphis held off Tulsa by three, although uh, Tulsa had a 14-point deficit that they almost erased. Arizona State. Nice win for the Sun Devils at home over Utah, future Big 12 schools, 82-70. to And then Arizona, my gosh, all over Colorado. Buffs barely make it to 50. As a matter of fact, that's the spot they got to with 50 points. Arizona scores 97. They have a feeling of the second Kansas to mm -hmm. me. Yeah. That's how good they are and how good they've been. Uh, of course, a great uh, pedigree in that program. They worry the heck out of me, um, even more so than Houston. 
I think Houston is legit, but I don't know if Houston has the staying power. Yeah. Kelvin's not a spring chicken. <laughs> yes, I agree with that. And I in Houston overall, or I'm sorry, uh, Arizona overall, I would take as a better bas- basketball program historically. Over Houston, what Houston? Oh, lar- by yeah, large, lar- yeah, strides, I know that's what I'm large saying. strides, yeah, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Not I, close, it, not not close at all. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna pull a Choice Woodman here and say uh, Arizona State basketballs had a better uh, history than that one in uh, Norman either. No, a- Arizona basketball is far and away better than what Houston's done. Did I really like it that day that I gave. I did appreciate yeah, that. Yeah. I was what, that was one of the days I was listening and I was well, kind of fuming at the. Uh, I trust me, I. There are places in my brain where I forget stuff too, and hopefully that's where choice was in that moment. Well, and and to his, I guess you can make some excuses when you walk into Lloyd Noble and you stand on the floor, and even if you go around the concourses, you, you see all the names. And there's a ton of big time names, and then of course you get your flashbacks to you know 1988 and and just the Tubbs era overall. But then Kelvin took him to a Final Four. So, yeah, I just – it's it's amazing what they've done with less because not many people care. Um, and People people care about Arizona basketball, though. Oh, that's, yeah. That's why it's so concerning. Sell out crowds, yeah. That's why it's concerning. That place is going to be tough to play. Texas Tech actually played in an NCAA tournament there in Tucson – uh, man, I can't remember which where your year it was. Now it might have been that Sweet Sixteen year with. Uh, I think that's correct. Ronald they Ross, lost to yeah. West Virginia. They lost to West Virginia in in Albuquerque at the Pit. Won games against UCLA and uh, Gonzaga because they. I think that was the year they knocked off UCLA and Gonzaga there, and it was in Tucson. Pretty sure. No, that sounds right to me. Yeah. And wasn't it Pitsnoggle? That's a Pitsnoggle was the uh, the guy in Albuquerque that uh, yeah, yeah, it is a curse word. Did you go to the doubt. Did you go to the pit to cover that? Mm-hmm. What'd you think? I think it's an atmosphere. It's very high schoolish, and but it's intimidating. High schoolish. Well, that my high school looked like that. I mean, very upright, looking down on the court like that. The the, the stands and everything, and to get down to the floor is kind of annoying. You got to you got to do the ramp, or you got to go down the. Down the uh, all the stairs. From what I remember, there was no elevator access for us to get down to the floor level. Oh, Walking yeah. out the ramp and everything. That pack mule. Yeah, no, it's it's a cool atmosphere to watch a basketball game, but it did remind me of my high school basketball gym. Uh, I I just enjoy it um, because of the history well, of Albano and yeah. No, when I, you go down the tunnel, you know they tell you how high you are. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, it's, it's every it's everywhere. You, you're not going to miss it. That's that's what I like about it. Trust me, I I love the, the USA because it's so new and it looks like a professional arena. But you know, just like you guys going to Hinkle this year, just have a different feel walking into that thing. A place uh, to be honest with you, you mentioned the Friendship Girls basketball team. The barn that San Angelo Central plays in is fun to watch a basketball game in too. If you ever have a chance to. I think it's named after Babe Diedrichson. If you ever have a chance to go watch it, it's it's tiny, but it's a barn. It's uh, going going to watch games in places like that are are cool. You know who was in attendance the men's game that I got to do ORU in New Mexico Valcomer. Now oh, that's cool. Yeah, was he shooting something or he just randomly there? He was just randomly. He lived in New Mexico. Yeah, or one of his places was in New Mexico. I know that. So he showed up for some hoops that night. That was kind of cool. 
Um, I derailed the headlines. No, no, that's okay. <laughs> happens all the time. Um, the Nuggets beat the Warriors on a bank shot from the Joker, 130 to 127. He's my favorite player because he hates what he does, and he's the best at it. <laughs> Must be nice. It's amazing. <laughs> he's just, he, 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 he just wants to go live in a shack, I think. He's got a lot of Jamie Lint to him. Yeah, I agree with you there. A lot of Linston. Uh, yeah, I, I, I'm, I think I'm contractually obligated not to say much about Jamie Lint. At least that's what I've understood. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. especially on the comeback tour. We are working it's on a pickle. first week. Yeah, we are working on a pickleball podcast pickleball together. Podcast, yeah. yeah. Working on a workshop. I got a racket. I got a racket and some balls. You got to whack it. That's what we've we've heard. Oh, that's so funny. You got to whack it with the racket. Service. <laughs> uh, Will Howard's off to Ohio State. And Alan Bowman gets another year. You can hit us up at the Yates Flooring Center chat line on the 100.7 The Score mobile app. We'll take your thoughts there. Back to the quarterbacks. We had such a bounty of quarterbacks in the Big 12 in 2008. We, I always love referencing this and going through it and who was taking snaps um, for all of the schools in the Big 12, and that's when you had divisions. And for me, that's kind of the the test. It's like, well, okay, we're going to take this year's set of quarterbacks in 2019. What do they look like up against 2008? That's unfair because 2008 was so special. Um, but then, again, what I wonder is, has the – and you talked about it too in the break about how the game is different. The type of game that even from then, which has been now – gosh, I say even from then. It's been 15 years, for goodness sakes. Um, yeah, things are going to change. But it's not the basketball on grass really anywhere in the Big 12, period. Teams are still trying to move fast, but it's done a lot differently. Yeah. So is it you know possible? I'm sure it is possible. You can have a Michael Penix show up in the Big 12 somewhere and win a Heisman Trophy. But overall, maybe it's, it's, it's not fair for me to compare current quarterbacks to, to – Maybe other eras. Yeah. No, it's a different quarterback. Just going through those 08. Let's see. I got to work. Todd, Bradford. Todd Reesing, one of arguably the best quarterbacks. Do they have Tannehill for AM? and uh, No, Gerard Johnson. Gerard Johnson. He, yeah. was a, he was a disappointment. Yeah. Uh, even Josh Freeman at Kansas State. That guy got Dude. drafted high. I mean, flamed out in the NFL, but he was awesome. Zach Robinson at Oklahoma State was a good Robert quarterback. Robert Griffith. Yep. Was he on there? Yep, he was. Uh, Chase Daniel, who finally out of football. Greatest clipboard holder in the history of the game. Yep. And made a great living doing it. Good money for him. And he's he's an analyst, I think, on the NFL Network now. Perfect. I mean, he got, he got every bit out of that gas tank. We'll come back and check the calendar next year on 100.7 The Score. Playing time is not required. This is the end of the bench podcast from 100.7 The Score. It's hour number two of the end of the bench on 100.7 The Score. 100.7 The Score. 
Bank.com. First United Bank Studio is where we're at. Visual Edge IT Hotline is 806-771-0973. Taking your thoughts on the Yates Flooring Center chat line, please do hit us up there through the 100.7 The Score mobile app. Brought to you by Happy State Bank. Hopefully you survived the ice skating rink this morning. And the car is just fine. The Dragon Charger made it, so I hope you made it as well. Uh, what are you expecting tomorrow? Let's jump right into it. Texas Tech, Texas. Restoked the flames of the rivalry a little bit, although Rodney Terry, uh, much easier to like. Yeah, it, it's weird. It, we were talking about it in the uh, office. It's so much different than two years ago. It's, it's not the venomous... Uh, contest so that it was a couple of years ago different. it's not it's so that i don't know if that's necessarily a good or a bad thing i don't either i don't either great point but i mean you want to go so in there hating much. them yeah. the, the way you yeah. did a couple of years ago right but i it, you you do like rodney terry a little bit more i guess and other than the fact that where he's coaching right now but uh i think you've mentioned it a handful of times my concern other than the bigs is max Asmus and Slowing down a guy like that, a guy that can that can uh, hurt you on the offense. I I'm interested to see how they handle him defensively. The, you know, Grant McCaslin mentioned, uh, and I'm not comparing these people in any way, shape, or form, but KJ Johnson was a guy they kind of wanted to uh, limit in the uh, North Al- North Alabama game. Uh, again, we're not comparing the players; we're comparing having a couple of different scores and uh, not letting Correct. one person do something in how they're going to handle preventing people to score baskets uh, mm-hmm. that, that know how to score the basketball. That's my concern is can, can you do that against a team that has numerous options like a, a Tyrese Hunter? Yeah, yeah. You got him uh, a little bit more off ball because Asmus, I think everything's going to travel yes. through his hands. Plain and simple, you're going up against, I think, a top five scorer in college basketball. And Max Asmus. Yes. Uh, not a very big guy. I'd say, what, in the layup lines, you're going to look at him and go, man, man we'll see. Not a big Neither problem. Neither was Lane. Neither was Lane. And he got right into the lane and did little bunnies from the middle of it all evening long. So, another concern is Dylan DeSue. Yeah. DeSue is back. He hadn't played up until the last couple of games. This will be his fifth game played this season. Now, this is this is wild because he's a Vanderbilt transfer, but this is his third season on campus, so he knows what it's like in the Big Twelve. Third season on Texas campus, so second gym, second coach, second school, but he can cause some problems. Um, I this is to this to me. It's like I was hearing about the. I'm not comparing this game to the Michigan-Ohio State football rivalry, okay? But the last 23 years, whoever has rushed for more yards in that rivalry has won. Really? 22 or 23 straight times. You rush for more yards, you win. I feel like that's what this is tomorrow. Obviously not handing a basketball off. 50-50 50-50 balls, toughness, rebounds, floor, that kind of deal. There'll be so many points won for the tougher team, and that's what Grant McCaslin's you know, 
tagline is. You know, for Chris Beard, it was four to one and a million yeah. other things. He had he had like mm. three pages in the stats <laughs> of what their vocabulary was. Well, his is toughest team wins. I really feel that for tomorrow. So who who other than Joe Toussaint would you list, I guess, maybe in your order of tough guys? Because mm. I know that listening to the end of the bench in previous times, I don't want to say you're, you're probably not a fan of the Lamar Washington score. I'm assuming you're a fan of Lamar Washington in many other ways. Because he seems like, uh, against North Alabama, Grant McCaslin pointed him out specifically about Well, the I watched things. him coach him hard all week. Yeah. I watched him uh, be really vocal and hands-on with Lamar during practice all week long, mm-hmm. trying to get that extra out of him. So when he got that extra out of him in the game, whether it be that tip down the floor and then save it in for the, you know to get the yeah. crazy play going, or the rip it down from a forward, go up, get knocked over and one. Yeah. Um, that's, I think that was almost a celebration of, yes, we're, we, we made some progress with Lamar this week. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, Lamar, what is he? Six, two. Can't be much more than that. Six, There's, six, two. Yeah. That's what I'd put him at. Yeah. He needs to play like he's about six, six. And the way you do that is, you know, you're boxing out, you're fighting for loose balls, you're not afraid to go in and fight. You know, get in a fight to get a to get a ball. That's how he gets playing time. I now I watch as far as like guys that I've watched extra work on their shot. It's always him. Mm-hmm. It's not for lack of work. Yeah, and the guy was the Gatorade Player of the Year in Oregon. Yeah, he's got a lot of pride about him. He just knows that that offensive skill. Maybe not his strongest suit, so he's trying to get it there. But yeah, no. But he's like, if you're selecting, it's like, okay, it's it's UFC time here. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I mean, you're you going need to him that. second. Yeah, okay, you're that's, going to him second. Okay, that's what I was wondering because that's the one thing that scares me is having that. We talked about Toussaint being that guy, at least in my mind. But I think you need more of those. I need you need several of those, in my opinion. And I think Warren Washington, for you know the size and everything, is not there. I'm not the I'm saying he can't get there, but he seems like a big, nice guy to me. And there's nothing wrong with being a nice guy. But. Extremely skilled. Yeah. Uh, I wouldn't know. Hold on. Skilled big man. Yes. That we're all worried he's going to get pushed around in Big 12 play. Yeah. That, that's exactly what. Yeah. That's the perfect. Uh, I mean, we know he can pass the basketball. We know he can shoot the basketball. I mean, you're not going to sit there and say, hey, not try to shoot that three one, from the top of the key over and over again. But. One thing we got from Coach McCaslin, though, is you know he detailed about how he was hurt for quite a bit of time, not something that could keep him off and not let him play or practice, but he just couldn't improve. Well, now he's past that nagging injury, which I have no idea what it was. He's past that, and now he's really improving day to day. So that's why I think the last – Five games we've seen him play his best basketball. Um, his blocks have gone up. He had a, a career-high five assists last time. How does it all translate, though? I don't know. Playing time is not required. This is the End of the Bench Podcast from 100.7 The Score. 
Hour number three of the end of the bench here on 100.7 The Score. Welcome in our TV audience on Fox 34 News Now, also on YouTube. We're in the first United Bank Studios, the Visual Edge IT Hotline, 806-771-0973. You can continue to hit us up on the Yates Flooring Center chat line as we take you through this chilly Friday morning. Don't forget some good hoops on tonight, Connecticut and Butler, Illinois and Purdue. And you've got your college football championship coming up on Monday at 6.30. And uh, let's see, I'm sure you'll be able to listen to that. We don't have it up there yet, but sure, you're sure you'll be able to listen to it. You guys want to pick a few games? Let's do it. Okay, let's start in the NFL. We're only going to pick five games. We're going to keep track of these. No tiny wheels. So don't worry about that. This is just practice for Collier. we got to get him in the groove. Yeah, thank you. Okay. Bills versus the Dolphins. Uh, Lucas, you, can you tabulate? Thank you. Bills versus the Dolphins. Who you got? We'll go Collier, Lucas. Okay. Clockwise. Um, I will go with the Bills. I think there's a scenario out there if the Bills don't win – they can either win the AFC East or not make the playoffs. So I'm pretty sure that's the case. You need some help with like the Steelers and the Jags and all that stuff. But So I think uh, I'll go with the Buffalo Bills in this scenario. Okay. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to agree with Paul here. I'm going to go with the Bills on this one. Sunday night game. Yeah. 7-20. At Miami, therefore, give me the fins. I just can't. I mean, I know that they're they would be ten and seven to imagine the Bills not being in the playoffs. I know they've been bad at times this year, but don't tell that to Dallas Cowboys fans. To the ACC and hoops, North Carolina against Clemson. Collier. For a lack of knowledge, I will take North Carolina only knowing what I've seen them do one time. Mr. Yellow Beanie. Yeah, I'm going to go with North Carolina on this one. I like their uh, their guards. Their guards are really good. So North Carolina is way better. Give me Clemson. <laughs> Got to make it not boring, right? I'm doing it so far. Yeah, right? On your own little island. Mm-hmm. Axe Dog Island. Let's go Iowa State, Oklahoma, Lloyd Noble Center this Saturday, tomorrow. What do you got? No homer. Going with the Sooners. At home, everybody has questions. Maybe you answer them. I'll go with that. Lucas? Yeah, I'll go with Oklahoma on this Me one. Me too. First sweep. All right. Lady Raider basketball. I need a score. Texas Tech hosting Kansas tomorrow at 2. You can listen starting at 1.30 on 1077 Yes FM with Fink and Chuck. Man, I wish I knew what uh, how how bad Kansas was off the top. I'll, they're 6-8. and eight. Yeah, well, I know they're that bad. I'm just saying, like, total-wise. We'll go, uh, let's give the Lady Raiders a, a 62 to a 56 win. 62 to 56. Lucas? 
I'm going to go 68-60 tech. Okay. I might have gone on the lower end there, but I'm, I'm still a little uh, shook by the 47 against a really good Texas team. I'm thinking a rather large bounce back. I'm going to take Texas Tech 72, Kansas 57. And the final game that we'll pick, Texas Tech on the road is a slight underdog to Texas 7 o'clock. You can listen starting at 6 o'clock on Double T 97.3 tomorrow. Yeah, tomorrow. After you're well rested, you're going to be well rested. Uh, well rested. Well, I'm, I mean. No, I'm saying I'm, I'm agreeing. Okay. <laughs> I was about to say, you better be well no, rested. No, I'm agreeing. I, it's going to be steak, lights out, sleepy time. Late tip off. What over under on the time Jeff Haxton wakes up tomorrow? And I'll get get to my uh, answer after that. No earlier than ten thirty. No shame in that. I would do the empty. No, no, fifteen year old, twelve year old, five year old. None of that. <laughs> no eczema. No. <laughs> no eczema. No fighting. <laughs> no punching. No. Um, let's go, uh, man, these numbers, this is the problem is coming up with an actual score. Um, I'll go, was it three plus three? I'll go 73 to 70 Texas. Lucas, I'm really interested to hear your, your total. I'm going to go 79, 69 Texas. Now I'm not. We going too high or too low for you? It's pretty high. I well, I, I mean, I I what'd you give up a Butler? Yeah, it was an overtime game. I know, but before overtime, it yeah, was it was still high. Yeah, way up there. But they scored a lot of points in overtime. It, they kind of ballooned in the OT period. I understand. I've just seen. You might be onto something. It might be a track meet, man. Yeah, it really has a. The ability to possibly be a track mate. So I've seen a lot of these guys, even in mid majors, kind of running free, getting open looks. But then I've seen our offense look unstoppable. So give me, I like that 79 number. Give me Texas Tech 79, Texas 78. That's good. 83 was the. Uh regulation score in that Butler game. Okay, so I'm even a yeah. little bit under that. Yeah. Um I think you know, we've seen these games come down to the last possession so many times. You know, I think of McClung getting the shot down there. Uh COVID year with me and Level up at the arena and Level saying right in your face to Courtney Ramey. That was fun. I couldn't stand Ramey. <laughs> All right, those are our our totals. We will um, revisit those coming up on Monday, which will be National Championship Day. All kinds of NFL football will be in the books. Uh, It'll be that Monday will be uh, Texas Tech Basketball Eve for their first home game with Oklahoma State on uh, Tuesday night. So we are about to get in it, involved in this Big 12 Battle Royale that's about to happen should be exciting. It's going to move fast. Baseball's around the corner. 
Playing time is not required. This is the end of the bench podcast from 100.7 The Score. Right now to the 8th Flooring Center chat line. If you want to have those fired, you need to fire away as we speak. Through the 100.7 The Score mobile app presented by Happy State Bank, Hacks Collier and Lucas. And uh, I'm getting ready to head southbound to Austin and try to uh, get after those Longhorns tomorrow. We'll be on the air at 6 o'clock. And the ball goes up at 7 o'clock. You can hear it on Double T 97.3. Hacks Collier and Lucas to wrap things up before the bottom line. Benchwarmers. Hacks, how can I start liking college basketball? LeBron, Cheeto-eating Fardaz, and others have made me completely hate the sport. I used to love the MJ, Iverson, Kobe days. Will I ever recover? Bullfighter, I'm going to be straight up honest with you. It's going to be a long shot. Um, You're going to have to have some personalities that stand out and stick around a little while for you to start having that love affair with college basketball again. And one thing that the group of Norrance, Justin, Keenan, and Zach down the line did was set a precedent so hard right before everything changed with college basketball. They hung in there. They stayed the entire time. They saw the fruits of their labor come to fruition with that group specifically an Elite Eight appearance. Then you had J.C. Zaire. Only He stayed here for only a year. You're going to need some of those personalities that are true Texas Tech guys that come here, stay here, and that you develop uh a friend-to-athlete relationship with that you care about. And that's going to be hard to do. Like, Fardos, my least favorite guy that I've that, that I've seen come across and through the portal, hand out, got hurt, got out of shape, couldn't jump, couldn't do all these things. Uh, the portal is going to just spin guys around and around and around and around to where... You know, you have about four months to root for Chance McMillan. You have about, you know, three and a half months, four months to root for Davion Harmon, whatever it is. So, it Bullfighter, unless you change your your outlook, it's just going to be tough. It's almost like fantasy sports in an extent, to an extent. Because, you know, you wash repeat every single year unless you're doing one of those dynasty leagues. You get your focus on that one year, enjoy that year, start fresh and clean and anew the next year, which kind of stinks because that's the whole purpose of the college atmosphere. But like you said, it what what sucks about this is Emily Yalamo is the only freshman on this roster right now. Yeah, the only one. The only freshman that you're going to be able to do that with, potentially. Now, you have Kyron Lindsay. And Robert Jennings, who are sophomores. And let me and tell you, if his cake doesn't bake a whole lot faster than it is now. Yeah, he's going to be in the portal as well. He's going to be in the portal for one or two reasons. He's going to be asked to go to the portal. Yeah. Or he's going to say, hey, I can't play with these guys. I'm going to go play somewhere else. I'm going to go play at Evansville. You know, I'm going to go be uh, at Indiana State. I'm going to go because I know I'll get playing time there. But I'm not going to get my playing time here. So if you take those two things, that puts your probability way high to jump into the portal. Do you think that that what I mentioned in the first hour, the bonus 
year. Do you think that? Oh, I think it's that, a tremendous idea. But would that prevent people from leaving if you knew that you had that extra year, or would it still be hop around? Would it would it at least slow down the willingness to hop in the portal and give up on your current situation? And I get it. Like you said, there are situations where you're asked to leave. No, because I'll I'll say this a tiny bit. Because everybody that comes to Texas Tech, Kansas, Kansas State, Oklahoma State, Oklahoma, Big 12, Power 5, everybody that comes to these schools, they've been the biggest of the big dogs for so long that they expect next year they're going to be in the NBA. So they're not looking four years down the road. They're looking right now. And they all think this. They all think that they're the next thing, that they're going to be in the league the next year. Yeah. Well, so that might I don't be the think problem there, too. Be. I know that's the ultimate goal for everybody, but not everybody's uh, going to the league. Sorry. We have uh, basketball is awesome. Um, also, I wanted to get to this one. What's the line on the Tech game tomorrow? Uh, it is, I've seen Texas minus three. Do we match up well with Texas? It depends. It depends on what style is played. Yeah. We spread the floor, move the ball, rain threes on them. Yeah, we match up well. If we get pounded on the inside and they're at the free throw line all night, no, we don't match up well. So it depends on what style is played. It's, yeah, but can they run with you as well, even if they have mm-hmm. to? You know, if they can run with you, I don't think there's uh, – that's the whole thing. I mean, the majority of these Big 12 teams – and that's, I think, why – College basketball is kind of hard uh, in another sense to uh, get on board with because the majority of the or the non-conference season, you're not really paying that much attention to it unless you're calling the games, right? Yeah. You're you're worried sure. about your college football team. You're, you're yeah. playing catch-up right now trying to learn about is my basketball program good, and you're really going to find out in the coming weeks because you, you can't mess around in the Big 12 like you can in the non-con. Benchwarmers, who has the best quarterback in the Big 12 next year? That's an amazing question because amazing question. Uh, you you have like Gary Bohannon. You remember Gary Bohannon? Yep. He played at Baylor. Baylor. And then he went to South Florida. South Florida. Now he's at BYU. He transferred to BYU yesterday. So not that's not my answer, <laughs> clearly, but we G-E-R-R-Y. might have changes. Yeah. So we've got Gary Bohannon as an option, but he's certainly not the one. That's a, that's a wonderful question. Let me. I can't answer it. I just can't. I mean. I don't know. Heisman ranking wise, it's Quinn Ewers, right? No, it's oh, not. Oh, wait a minute. He's not in the Big 12. <laughs> See, no, it's go. not. Um, Neither's Jackson Arnold. That's true. Wow. It might be Avery. I'm going to, just because he's right on Avery Johnson, it's not a. Fafita. From, oh, yeah, that that's a good call. That's uh, Arizona. One. Yeah, Arizona quarterback. Is it Noah? I don't know. I don't know. I know that Toby Rowland uh, called him Fajita about three times. Fajita. That's he, a good call because I think I think they're probably one of the favorites to play in the Big Twelve title game, and he looked pretty decent. That's my that's my yep. answer. And he, and unfortunately, sn- it's not a current one. Snatched that job from um, the guy that they brought in on a transfer. So uh, I think it's I think it's Noah Fafita. Mm-hmm. I would give it to him. I'm getting a text message that says Jalen Daniels. Jalen Daniels. Is that a quarterback in the Big 12? Kansas. I know. Okay. Yeah. Good. <laughs> uh, I want to address this one before we get out of here. Sounds like the Boy Scout grant is having a hard time dealing with high major program players. 
He's probably realizing that he's now in the realm of players that want to be treated like pros and not mid-major players. They want their money sooner or later. Uh, that is a to me that's a pretty foolish text. Um, first off, to start off with a, a dig of Boy Scout Grant. This guy's coaching his tail off, man, and he is. And what I like about it, he's not doing it with a, a waterfall of vulgarity. He's coaching hard, and these guys are accepting the coaching. It has nothing to do with spending your time at mid-majors. What he did at North Texas should be applauded, not taken digs at. Um, as far as treated like pros and not mid-major players, this guy this guy went from the way that we win is to be the slowest-paced team in the NCAA and play and have all of our focus on defense. Almost all of our focus is going to be on defense and completely changed it. He has the ability, I've seen it and I believe it, to be a chameleon and change with the times, whatever the times may may have, whatever the times may be. This this one ticks me off a little bit to end the week because I don't I don't feel like you're giving Grant McCaslin a bit of a chance. He's been here for a minute. 13 games. Let's watch the guy work. This is not easy. It's not easy to win college basketball games, football games, baseball games. You're 11 and 2. Let's let him work. Get his system in there. Get his players in there. He's got a bunch of young, bright coaches. And then he's brought in coaches like Coach Smart, who have been around the block, that are veterans. Give this guy time to work. And then one more, Cam Rising will be considered strongly to be the best going into next season for good call. Utah. I've Another got I've call. got Arizona, Utah in the Big Twelve title game next year. So yeah. there you go. Thanks. Appreciate it. <laughs> and I got your Sooners two and two and eleven. That's about right. No, I'm joking. All right, hey, had fun. Good week. Thanks, Lucas. Thanks, everybody out there. Uh, we'll uh, try to bring you home a win from Austin tomorrow. Bottom line is coming up next. This has been the End of the Bench podcast from 100.7 The Score. Go to 107thescore.com for more from the Double T Sports Network.